It's Tuesday, November 14, 2023. My name is Jaron Jackson. I do believe the gospel. I do love America. I do believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. His death, his burial, his resurrection is the only way to go to heaven. I want to talk to you today about using creation for perpetual war. I want to show, if I may, if I can, Lord willing, how God is using, how Christ is dividing in real time. We'll begin with Proverbs seven or Proverbs 14, verse 17. He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. So if you're quick to anger, if you're quick to, uh, if, if you are quick to anger, then you're going to deal foolishly. Your anger is going to have you do things that will look like you don't fear God. Because the fool, in, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. So if you're a fool, you don't believe God. So if you deal foolishly, you're dealing as though you don't believe in God. And if you are in anger, you're going to be doing stuff that looks like you don't believe in God. And we're going to be looking at that in deep detail today. About this this uh, white versus black, white lives matters. I believe that Ben Shapiro is going to fire Candace Owens because the pressure of the gospel will infuriate and exploit Ben Shapiro's Israel first Orthodox Jew perspectives. Christ is dividing, make no mistake. There is a global escalation towards military conflict. And I'm going to point out how uh, I believe that there is a baiting, deliberate, purposeful escalation in military action to generate another war in the Middle East. Because the central bankers of the Federal Reserve back their currency by oil and they need that dollar, that petrodollar, to have a surety of the oil supply. Now, while the world's oil supply is not just in the Middle East, that is absolutely one of the most easiest and frequently exploited places where oil is. The next one is on the northern coast of South, South America, which is where Guyana is. And that nation right now is undergoing a corporate color revolution where American oil companies are taking over that nation against the wishes of Venezuela. And I believe that the growing American military presence in South America will generate another Middle East style situation. But all of that is because that people deny Christ. And we're going to explore that. And that might sound titillating. titillating. That might sound provocative. But there is evidence that people are starting to gather Nationalists in Europe, specifically Spain, are starting to uh, aggregate and assemble, starting to push back against the globalist powers that are in charge. There is a shifting of power. And I want to look at the idea of how people are going to use the, the distinctives that God's created, your skin color, your gender, or, or even your faith systems. These distinctives are going to be used to divide. I'm a Christian. I'm a, I, I am a Bible-believing Christian. I want people to know Jesus. I want people to believe the gospel. I am an America First guy, but I care about the gospel and Jesus way more than I care about America. If we're talking about politics, I'm going to put America first. Shamelessly so. If we're talking about anything, though, I'm going to bend it back to Jesus. 
This means that whenever I read the Bible, and here's where they're going to be starting to step on toes. When I read the Bible, I do not begin with Jews or Israel. I begin with Jesus. Jesus was from the tribe of Judah. Jesus was an Israelite. But Jesus is Jesus. Christ is Christ. There is no other. It is only him. And Jesus said, when he was on in his earthly ministry, he said that there are those that are with me and there are those that are not with me. Those who gather with me are in him and with him and those who don't scattereth. There is, that's the dividing line. Those are the categories. That is my bias because that's what the Bible teaches. And I believe American Christendom, Christians in America, are really the center of gravity right now. Let me see if I can paint this picture. You have, I believe, the escalation of military engagement in the Middle East because of the oil, because of the petrodollar, because of the central bank. Now, this central bank is owned by the Rothschilds Company. They call themselves Jews. They are not Jews of the Bible. They call themselves this. And this is what's going to become like a central issue. Can people talk about Jewish influence and Jewish power without being labeled anti-Semitic or anti-Israel or hateful in any way? As a Christian, I look at what I look at the influence people groups have on the world and I say none of that, none of that competes with the gospel. So Jews owning banks is irrelevant when we talk about the gospel. Jews being involved in Hollywood is irrelevant when we talk about the power of the gospel. Jews being involved in politics or business or anything else, education, is all irrelevant when we're talking about the power of the gospel. And this is where I think that there are people who politically align with me who look at and condemn the influence of Jews, but they don't, in my opinion, they don't bend things back to the gospel and break things on Christ. So I want to be clear, I don't have hatred for Jews. I don't have hatred for Muslims. I don't have hatred for atheists or Buddhists or anybody else. I want all of these people to come to Christ. But these issues are so deep and pervasive that they will direct and determine the direction of how things go. And if you are not in Christ, and if you are not disciplined with what your Bible says, you will be swayed and deceived and manipulated for the benefit of groups that are not in Christ, that are Christ's enemies. Right now, the nation state of Israel, and I've said this before, the nation state of Israel is not Israel of the Old Testament. Israel of the Old Testament, the Bible says in Romans 9, not all Israel is of Israel. The Bible says in Romans chapter 2, a Jew is one who's circumcised in the heart and not of the flesh. So when we let the Bible tell us what to think, we recognize that Christ is the focus and not Christ is not the focus. The reason why this matters is that the power uprisings that are going on in our political, in the geopolitical landscape today is because there is a pushback against the arrayed power, against globalism, against this totalitarian, uh, tyrannical government. Now, I'm interested in having the alternative and the solution point to Jesus. I want Christians to govern like the Bible says. I want Christians to use Christ's wisdom 
so that people are glorifying him so that he blesses us and we all go to heaven because we preach in the gospel. We believe in the gospel. That's my bias. That's what I want. I want that more than I want to not be canceled, to not be debanked, to not be canceled from certain platforms or to be labeled an anti-Semite and receive death threats as a result of it. I want Jesus more than anything. I want the gospel more than anything. The reason why this is important, and I had to lead up with that, is that there will be people who will not examine and not identify those fundamental premises. They will assume them, and because they assume them, they will then build on them as though their foundation is true. If you do that, you're going to be manipulated. I want to show if I can, just to, for starters, kind of a kind of a pivot, but a starter. Tucker Carlson was in, uh, he is in Spain, and he is speaking to the nationalists. This was him last night with a Spanish revolutia flag, revolution flag in Spain. Spain is ran by godless commie globalists. And in true 1930s fashion, Franco fashion, the Spaniards are rising. The nationalists in Spain are rising up. Now, I don't know if they're going to be able to overthrow the government. I don't know if they're going to be doing that, but they sure are trying. Now, this nationalist uprising comes on the heels of mass immigration changing the demographics of Europe. It comes from the corporations that are greasing the skids of politicians in office to look the other way and to not close down borders or to prevent this mass invasion for their corporate profits because Europe is godless, has been butchering their babies, and there's going to be this demographic replacement. Now this right now, already, people are going to start to think, well, where do you get demographic change as destiny? Where do you get the fact that there's Europeans and Africans and you can't blend the two because you'll get something different? I believe that Jesus put you where he put you. I believe that the mass migration of people groups is always done deliberately. Always. I don't think people naturally just start moving to different places where they've never been, have no connection, and don't know anything about not unless there's an incentive or not unless there's a war that's provoking them. Which means you need to look into who's the one provoking the wars and who's the ones responsible for stirring stuff up or who's the people that are turning on the magnets to bring people there to incentivize these mass migrations. And then that whole pipeline, the whole idea of me leaving my home and me going to a place, there are decision points. There are opportunities of going back home and staying back home versus going forward. And every single time there's that decision point, do I come to a wall? Oh man, do I go back home or do I try to go over it, under it, through it, around it? And if I'm trying to go and I'm trying to bypass this wall... Is there someone who's overwatching that obstacle? Is there someone who's defending that border who has orders from on high to go ahead and not defend the border? At which point you need to ask the question, why is that border that exists with the wall and the people there watching it not enforcing the law? Why are they letting people go through now for this purpose? See, those are the types of questions I want people to start thinking. I believe that I begin that answer with Christ. In my view, when people are doing mass migration, it's because someone is wanting to destroy the nation that people are moving to. If people are moving to a nation, that nation is being attacked. If it's mass migration, open borders, you just got to do whatever you want 
you are changing the land. You are changing the people that are there. Now, if I can, let me go back to America real fast. The Native Americans were killing each other all over the place. There was no utopia. They didn't even have the wheel. So for people saying that white European settlers took away the, the Native Americans' land, it was like they weren't doing anything with it. They didn't develop their civilization. They were killing each other already. And so there were people that just came that were better at killing them and taking them over than they were of themselves. And then if, so if, if you're offended by that comment, amen. But then which territory was first owned by which Indian group, by which native group? Can you go all the way back in history? Or is there this back and forth, this tug of war of how people were conquering each other? So uh, th th there, there's, there's those perspectives. But the idea is that America is a nation of white Christian settlers that came here for religious reasons, set up a Christian civilization largely in peace. And that history has been destroyed and now that nation is being attacked through mass migration because it's a nation that's founded on biblical principle. And for people saying, you know, the, the, the moral purists that will say, well, there's bad stuff that happened. Of course there is. We live in a sinful world, which is why you have to begin your thinking with Jesus. If you try to go all the way back to the point of origin, all the way back to Adam, and find a nation that doesn't have sin or war or perversion or idolatry or pride or anger or greed or jealousy, you won't find it. So if you're going to condemn one nation, you have to condemn all nations. But that's not the same thing as identifying the distinctives of this is where these people live. This is where those people live. This is their home. That's their home. And if there's people that recognize we can manipulate the variables to cause people to come from their home and mass migrate into these people's home to change this place, whoever's manipulating that needs to be held accountable. Now, I go back to the Spaniards. I go back to, this, to the nationalists in Spain. They don't like the mass migration, and nor do I. Europe is changing. Europe, because it's been butchering its babies, it hasn't been replacing its own population because of the decreased childbirth. It's not going to look like Europe in 50 years. It's going to look like Africa. Africans are not Europeans. Europeans are not Africans. The United States is going the same direction. So demographic change is obviously happening. It's obviously happening. But then you have to ask a question, why is it happening? Who's it, who is promulgating it? Which is where I think that Tucker Carlson comes in. Tucker Carlson, I believe, is probably one of the most influential media personalities in America. And because he's influential in America, he's going to be influential in the world. That's just the way that things are set up. Tucker Carlson went to Spain. He was in Spain last night where he was saying this. Carlson, you've been with uh, Donald Trump the last days. Now you're here in Spain yes. meeting Spanish leaders. Yes. Uh, how is the world seeing these uh, weird uh, events that is happening in Spain, this violation to our democracy? Well, the world isn't seeing it enough, and that's why we wanted to come, because it's not getting the coverage it deserves. I mean, anybody who would violate your constitution potentially use physical violence to end democracy is a, is a tyrant, is a dictator. And this is happening in the middle of Europe. So uh, we thought it deserved more coverage than it's getting. But is the world actually seeing the, the, how um, important is what is happening here? No. no, the world is not seeing how important it is. Um, but we hope to change that.
Yeah, I'm sure you will. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Have a nice night. Yeah, I find Tucker likable because he's so genuine. He's so, he's so genuine. <laughs> so Such a genuine dude. Proverbs 14, 17. He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. When people figure out that wicked people are using wicked devices to destroy nations, they will hate them. They will want justice against those people that are puppeteering and moving and manipulating and doing things. That's because people hate wickedness. Even the wicked hate wickedness. They don't like it being done to them, and they will look and try to figure out how to do it to other people. This is why it's important to get to Jesus and start with Jesus. The dividing line has to be Christ. If it's not Christ, you will very quickly recognize that when people do bad things to you, you will justify doing bad things to them because you're angry. Which is why when someone is angry, they dealeth foolishly. If someone does something bad to you, you get angry, you want to do something back to them. Here the globalists in Spain have ravaged that nation. Mass migration, bad jobs, exporting manufacturing, there's all sorts of reasons why Spain is crumbling. But yet the nationalists, the Spaniards who love Spain, are rising up. They're in the streets. Now, I, you know, Spain's a democracy. America's not a democracy. America's a republic. But this idea of people standing up for themselves, this power dynamic is what's being, um, being challenged. You have a post-World War II global order built on complex schemes and systems. Basically, the administrative state has combined with corporations and these large puppeteers up at the top trying to make everything uh, perfect, change the variables, manipulate, do all the things, it's overextended, it's jumped the shark, it's taken too much off the top. And because it's hurt people to the point where they now realize we're getting destroyed, our nation's d dying, and we got nothing left because it's been taken from us. It's been taxed into oblivion. Our property isn't even ours. We can't even go outside. We got to wear masks. We got to take the jab. I, you know, I, there's there's people. There's more people who aren't from here who don't speak the language, who don't believe like me than my own people. Yeah, we're mad. We're gonna do something about it, and that's happening all over the world. So this exploitation of resources, this exploitation of bad knowledge. This trained um, complacency. It's national suicide. And these nation states are, are all infected with the cancer of globalism, which is really godlessness, which is really a distraction and an evasion of Jesus Christ. And Spain is just one example. I'd like to go to um, Governor Hochul, Hochul, the lady that took the place of the pervert Cuomo in New York. This lady is speaking about the fact that she's collecting data to regulate hate speech on the internet. Now, the, 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 the link here is that this is godless comic globalism. This is moral piety. This is smug self-righteousness. Telling people that they can't say what they want to say and that she is in the position of the moral arbiter. This is the type of pride. This is the type of self-aggrandizement that people hate. And so because it's happening here, you can start to expect more intensity happening. We're going where I'm going with this. I'm going to show this video. I'm going to set up the idea that there are escalating conflicts that are a result. They are the tools of this type of worldview. 
This worldview, communism, globalism, godless commies, antichrist, this perspective has multiple tools. One of the tools is a woman in power speaking about how she's going to limit hate. So it's weaponizing the nurturing nature of women to feminize and to lecture and to moralize the behaviors of other people who just disagree. You all are children, you all need to agree. Well, that's one tool. Another tool is the military industrial complex to continue to keep nations unstable so that people groups go back and forth. And all of these are tension points. All of these are collision opportunities that if Christ is not the king of those things, if those things are not submitted to Jesus, those things become points of anger that then get more foolishness, that then get more wickedness, that then create more chaos. I hope that makes sense. So we'll look at Hochul and then we'll go forward. Also, we're very focused on the data we're collecting from surveillance efforts. What's being said on social media platforms? And we have launched an effort to be able to counter some of the negativity and reach out to people when we see hate speech being spoken about on, on online platforms. Our media analysis, our social media analysis unit has ramped up its monitoring of sites to catch incitement to violence, direct threats to others. And all of this is in response to our desire, our strong commitment to ensure that not only do New Yorkers be safe, but they also feel safe. Because personal... Yeah, I can't listen anymore. Feel safe, be safe, 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 safe. This is weaponized nurturing. God made women as nurturers. Women shape the future generations by loving their children, training their children how to cooperate and work with other people. The conduct you see in society is a reflection of bad mothers... And that which really comes from bad fathers who are not leading their homes. When fathers don't lead their homes and their wives or women try to take the place of the men, the women are going to do what they do by nature, which is nurture. And they're going to try to make everybody calm and peace and safe. And that's what we have right now. We have a feminized tyranny using an administrative state and moral, you know, moral uh, cudgeling from corporations to try to get everyone into compliance. And the response to that is a masculine FU. It's a big um, fight and pushback against that. Now, politically, I agree with the pushback. I there is, the fleshly part of me looks at that and says, "Amen, let's go. Put, you know, pedal to the metal." But this is where I believe that you have to understand if you don't bring this back to Jesus beginning and you don't see it like that, you're going to escalate. One of those escalations is happening right now in the Middle East. Here is a video of Hamas. It's a propaganda video put by Hamas. It's glitzed and glammed and doctored up, but it shows anti-tank systems, AT systems, shoulder-fired rockets, RPGs, rocket-propelled grenades against Israeli tanks. It just shows you that a tank's use is reduced and minimized in urban warfare. I will revisit this and why that's important for the growing escalation of military conflict in the Middle East after this video. Watch this.
وصل دبابة مركبات وعدد من الجرحيات والآليات تجمع الجنود تم استهدافها بصاروخ فونكورس الله الموفق والمشدد الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد now it's I, I believe that people people are dying who don't know Jesus and that grieves me because there's people going to hell because of this fight as a Christian that's how we have to start it you have to start and and notice the competition if you're looking at this video and you're thinking Jaron why are you playing a Hamas propaganda video that shows them shooting Israel forces are you in support of Hamas? No, I think they're vicious, brutal killers, and I think that they're going to go to hell because they follow stupid Islam, which is demonic. I'm also recognizing that Israel went headfirst into Gaza, which is a dense urban area with lots and extensive ton of tunnel networks that they didn't understand, and that anti-tank systems nullify Israeli armor in that short proximity. You create direct fields of fire while obscuring people's ability to see you. I was covering this yesterday, and I've said this since the very beginning. Gaza has always been and will always be a slugfest for Israel because the way that Israel is using that and fighting that fight is, is it's not smart. It goes against military common sense. And there will be people that will say, well, uh, Israel drops leaflets and Il uh, Israel goes deliberately and does things. It's missing the point. If you want to drain Hamas from the people of Gaza, you create a siege. And you, you use time and hunger to drain them from that. Give them the opportunity to come out and search them as they come forward and drain the people from Hamas. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what would be a, a that would be a responsible way to do it. Now they didn't ask me what I wanted. They didn't ask me for my input, so they decided to go in, and they've they've bragged that they've cut Gaza in two, so they can start to tighten the noose. I believe as they do that, they don't leave anybody a way out. It will become more deadly. Now the reason why I bring this up is because I believe the fight in Israel is a pretext and it's a bait for America's larger military involvement in the Middle East. It goes back to the central bank. The central bank needs its petrodollar to be the global reserve currency. That is at risk because other nations are developing currencies that compete with the dollar. So the best way to ensure that the dollar's um, you know, hegemony its, its longevity increases is to have control over the oil, which is a lot in the Middle East. And you, you control that by having military there. Trump, getting the military out of the Middle East, deprived the military industrial complex its, its uh, monopoly, its territorial stewardship of the oil fields in the Middle East. This is why yesterday, when Saudi Arabian Crown Prince met with Rossi, the pr uh, president of Iran, Here's the Shia and the Sunni meeting together because there's no American military there to pry them apart and to keep them and play, play them against each other. And so their interests are aligning because there's a void of strength in the Middle East. 
And this is why right after the 10-7 attacks on Israel that Hamas did on Israel, that I still believe are suspect because where was the Israeli intelligence? When this happened and America moved the two-strike carrier groups, America started reorienting uh, carriers of oil. Uh, they, they, you know, the Lake City up in Missouri canceled the commercial contracts for ammunition and redirected everything towards NATO nations. When this happened, when all that logistical pivot happened after the 10-7 attacks, someone who's looking at the logistics can tell you what the military is intending to do. They're intending to do a, an invasion, a massive operation in the Middle East. That's what's, I mean, that's what's going to happen. It's a foregone conclusion because of the logistical buildup, which takes me back to this Hamas anti-tank video. This was predictable. The losses that Israel is sustaining in Gaza was predictable. And yet they do them. As the Israeli losses mount, because they will, Sadly, and these people are going to die because the, and they don't know Jesus and they're going to go to hell. They need the gospel. Very few fraction of Israelis actually believe the gospel. Like 2% are Christian. It's not a Christian nation. And so as this is happening, people are killing each other. Both sides are going to play their propaganda. Both sides are going to say, you're killing innocents and you're committing genocide versus, you know, uh, you know uh, Israel's the chosen people of God. And, you know, um, Jesus has to, they have to build the third temple so Jesus can come back. And like all these things, like all of these religious beliefs are going into the situation. And no one, no one is talking about geopolitics or military operations by beginning with Jesus. No one. It's not how we're trained to think. It's not how the normal American mind has been conditioned and trained to think about matters in the world. If the American mind still thinks about Jesus, it's on Sunday on a pew in, in a sun, you know, Sunday church. It's not, hey, there's a geopolitical conflict. How does Jesus talk about this? Proverbs 14, 17. He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. There's people who use wicked devices to manipulate other people to get into anger. So that when the people get in anger, they don't look to Jesus and they act foolishly. I believe the Israeli attacks on 10-7 were an insider attack, at least facilitated by the Israeli government. From either at minimally a point of neglect where they're looking at the other direction or complacency where when the perimeter was breached and Israeli citizens were being killed, they didn't respond. But it's just, it's just, it's just like 9-11. And if that makes, and, and people will say that that's anti-Semitic. People will say that that's anti-Israel. It's not. It's not. It's not anti-Semitic or anti-Israel to look at a government and ask the question, are you actually doing well for your people? Where were you when you should have been securing your border, defending your people, and preserving their liberty by defending against these freaking Israel, you know, is, uh, jihadis? I bring this up because this is important. Iran, this is a picture of Iran's ballistic missile range. So there's Iran and it shows the, the, the range of Iran's ballistic missiles. Its largest one is the Shahab 3, which is 12,000 kilometers. It can reach into China, it can reach into India, it can reach into all things. Now, if you believe that Iran has nukes, and I don't know if they do or not, if you believe Iran has nukes, that's everywhere that Iran can hit with its missiles. This are these are the this is a depiction of the two US strike carrier groups in the Middle East. And you'll recognize that the 1000 kilometer range cruise missile 
cannot even hit the heart of Iran. The reason why this is important, it shows, so there's the strike carrier groups, there's Iran. Iran, strike carrier groups. Strike carrier groups, Iran. The reason why this is important is that Iran, right now, even with the strike carrier groups where they are, is in safety. It's in a position of safety. This shows that the U.S. Navy cannot hit inside Iran with its missiles. Now, of course, you know, America's got nuke subs, Iran, uh, America's got its own ICBMs, intercontinental ballistic missiles. My point here is that America's lack of military forward, America's lack of military posture in the Middle East because of Trump's withdrawal is going to have to be reconstituted. And it's going to be reconstituted, which means there's going to be troops on the ground securing airfields with air with airplanes that have bombs. And then you got to think of the logistical requirement, the gas, the fuel, the munitions, the personnel, the supply, the food. You have to think about the comms. You got to think about all the stuff to build the capacity for war fighting in the Middle East that doesn't exist because Trump withdrew everything. And that ultimately gets back down to why was Trump in office? Was because people were rejecting the status quo. They were rejecting Obama. They were rejecting globalism. They were rejecting this godless commie apparatus of an administrative tyranny. We rejected it. And we rejected it again in 2020. And Trump, as the America first nationalist, represented a change to that. And what did he do? He defanged them. He withdrew the American military and prevented their ability to perpetuate war in the Middle East. And the way that the godless commies, the globalists, are now effectuating global war, perpetual war, back to the Middle East, is they're hooking American Christians on the dispensationalist view that Israel today is Israel of the Bible and that this, uh, this theological belief of the end times of a physical, literal, millennial kingdom in Jerusalem is required for Jesus to come back. And because of that, I believe, remember the Bible says, and a man of wicked devices is hated. I believe there are wicked devices that have infected American seminaries that have taught American Christians to believe a very specific view of the end times that is now being hooked and manipulating American Christians to support military operations in Israel because Israel is using tanks and stuff in a heavy urban area that are jacking up the losses and it's going to be able to come back to America saying we need more money, we need more stuff, we need more arms, we need more tanks, we need more bombs. And the American public, because they think Israel is of the Bible, they're going to say, give it to them. Full, give it to them. And if you say anything against it, you're an anti-Semite. You're a Jew hater. You don't believe the gospel. You reject the Bible. You don't know Jesus. You're not rightly dividing the word of truth. All of these other things. All of these things will kick in. And those are controlling mechanisms. Those are philosophically trained uh, tropes to teach people to shut up and go with the flow. Because if you speak out against this, people will crush you. They will destroy your family. They will debank you. They will call you a Nazi. They will say that you love the Holocaust. You'll say that you love all these things. And these things are just not true. These things are not true. These criticisms are not true, but they will be made and levied because people don't begin with the Bible. People don't begin their thought process with Jesus Christ. They believe their thinking with the psychology they've been trained with. And if people can't hit Iran, if our missiles can't hit Iran, but Iran can hit us, 
the U.S. military will put itself into a position where it can destroy Iran. Mark my words. Mark my words. And the more Jews that die in Israel, the greater the cry will be for American military and, and, and uh, logistical support for Israel. And as that happens, we, America, will commit. We will underwrite. We've already underwritten a Mideast war against basically anybody that comes against Israel. And no one is asking the question of, is the Israeli government responsible for what happened on 10-7? Is, is, is anyone looking at that? And if you look at the internal politics of Israel, Netanyahu is losing popularity because his war cabinet, Gallant, we, we quoted that guy yesterday, Gallant wants to go to war with Lebanon. Netanyahu's like, no, 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 we don't need to go to war with uh, Lebanon. Netanyahu basically changed the constitution and the Israeli people hated him, hated him. And then the 10-7 attacks happened, and now even as popularity was rising, now it's tanking again. Israel is not a stable nation politically. It's got a lot of internal strife, but it's using, it's using its Jewishness to, to translate into American support. And so they can do whatever they want, generally speaking. They can do whatever they want. Because they know that they can manipulate America. I believe Israel is a nation. I believe they have the right to self-govern. I don't want them to govern with American money. I don't want them to um, uh, govern with American hardware like our weapons. And I definitely don't want them to govern because it's, they've been subsidized by American blood. I reject that completely. I reject it completely. This is hitting home. Because this is where the theological divide is really starting to hit. This is where the theological divide is really starting to hit. I'd like to, if I can, direct your attention to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Take your money away from the globalists and put it to American manufacturing. If you don't like the military industrial complex, don't participate in feeding the beast of globalism. Take your money that you're already using, you're already shopping, and switch it to American Manufacturing. Sign up at patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Also, there's a link in the description. This Thursday at 7 p.m., my wife and I are going to be hosting a Zoom call. That registration, that link is in the description below. God bless you. Thank you very much. The religious differences are what's dividing. Christ is dividing in real time. I want to look at the Daily Wire. The Daily Wire is promulgated. It's it's owned by Jeremy Boring, who I think is a Christian, maybe. I doubt it, and his fruit is not Christ-like because he makes these videos with, you know, these raunchy videos with these busty women and stuff. So Boring owns the thing. They've got financial backers. I didn't look into all the financial backers, but Ben Shapiro is the head. He's the titular head of The Daily Wire. I believe Ben Shapiro was astroturfed because his parents were high and mighty in the Hollywood media. And I believe that they used Ben Shapiro, who's a machine gun talking Orthodox Jew who is incredibly smart, to go around to college campuses and dunk on stupid college kids, which they then put into highlight reels throughout YouTube and his status was elevated. So now that Ben Shapiro is this dude that dunks on college kids and makes them look stupid because he speaks really fast now has a media apparatus and good on him. Good on him for using his business acumen, using a cultural flashpoint to elevate his status for his personal gain. Seriously, no, no, dis, you know, 
<laughs> kudos. Like, you know, God bless you. Like, you have been successful. I do not lament his success. I do not lament the reach of Daily Wire uh, or anything like that. Amen. I believe that's an American success story. Uh, even if, you know, and I disagree with him, obviously, theologically. Even if he was a godless coming leftist, I would look at that and be like, man, you you did good. AOC. AOC is a great example of someone who used, because she used to be a conservative. AOC used the cultural flashpoint to benefit herself. Hey, I'd say go go get it. If you've got it, go get it. Um, I want it to be gotten for Christ. So, you know, if you're going to make your play for fame and fortune, just make sure you don't sell your soul on the way. Amen. Um, so Ben Shapiro and the Daily Wire, they hired on Candace Owens and they hired on Jordan Peterson. Now, Jordan Peterson has fallen in line and he's towing the absolute, he is towing the Israel first perspective. And I, I say this not because I'm against Israel. Again, Israel has the right to exist, but Israel ain't America and America ain't Israel. So I'm an America first guy politically. I am not an Israel first guy. I do not presuppose that what's best for Israel is what's best for America. I deny that premise. Not to say that there's things that we don't agree on, but I deny the premise that when someone says they're our greatest ally, I, I don't accept that. Because America isn't looking at America's foreign policy from the perspective of her allies first. America's looking at her foreign policy from the perspective of how does it benefit American people first? I want my foreign policy to serve me. I do not want it to serve not me and not America. So th th that's where my thinking is on that. But Daily Wire hired an all-star cast. They got this dude, Andrew Clavin, uh, who I think is, I think he's a Christian. Michael Knowles is a Catholic. Um, what's his face? Matt Walsh is a Catholic. Um, and so Clavin is the only Christian, I think. Um, Jordan Peterson is not a Christian, though I think his heart is soft and he's getting close. But Ben Shapiro is an Orthodox Jew. He reads the Talmud. And because he reads the Talmud and because he's an Orthodox Jew, there's a very pro-Israel perspective, you know, as, a, as, a, as is understandable. And so this perspective is what's governing the Daily Wire. And there's been some flashpoints between Candace Owens, who is a Christian, and Ben Shapiro. And when Candace Owens t uh, chose the side of Ye, when Ye was pointing out all the Jewish power in the media, there was, there was collision. There was frustration there. And that shows the division between Christ and not Christ. When Christ is motivating and informing your worldview, you're going to look at things and you're going to be able to question Jewish power. And like that, that's something that will get people canceled. That's something that's gotten me canceled off platforms. You will be able to say that without being debanked and all these other things. It's not because you hate. It's because I can talk about this. I have free speech. Why can't I, why can't I use my free speech to ask questions? And it's this notion that if you can't ask questions, people go, why can't you ask questions about that? Why can't you criticize? Why can't you bring these ideas up? And this is what I believe Candace Owens, Candace Owens is doing. But I think Ben Shapiro is about to fire her. I can't prove it. I don't know anything. I don't know any inside information. But I've, I've clipped together three little things, three little videos. And I just want to show that Candace Owens coming at this from a Christian perspective Candace doesn't see Israel. I, you know, she hasn't said this. This is my assessment of her. 
Candace doesn't see Israel today as Israel of the Bible. So Candace Christian faith is not informed by having Israel today of any importance theologically. And because there's no theological importance to the nation state of Israel in Candace's view, and mine, um, that means that she can criticize Israel like it's any other nation. But because Ben Shapiro is an Orthodox Jew, he clearly believes, clearly believes that the Messiah hasn't come, which is why he denies the gospel and is why he needs to believe the gospel. But because he still believes the Messiah is coming for the first time and not the second time, because he believes this, he believes that Jerusalem necessarily has to be an Israeli, you know, in, you know Israel. He, he necessarily believes that. And so because he necessarily believes that, that flashpoint, Christ is the dividing line. Keep that in mind as you watch this. Go ahead. Well, I am here today to endorse Nikki Haley for president of Israel. I think she's earned that. I think Bibi Netanyahu is going through a very bad time right now. Support for Israel has virtually collapsed socially. If you're paying attention to the trends and you're paying attention to what people are watching, you're paying attention to the protests. And the one person that I think is capable of getting it back is Nikki Haley with enough money from foreign interest lobbies. So there it is, guys. I'm endorsing Nikki Haley, president of Israel. Yes, uh, and then the question is about Candace Owens. I think her behavior during this administration. Yeah, I think she's been absolutely disgraceful. I think that, I think that her, her faux sophistication on these particular issues has been ridiculous. It's not post sophistication, it's ridiculous. Everybody can see the moves that she's making and the things that she's saying, and I find them disreputable. I have said it is okay. always sad when a child dies. And the lack of humanity that I have seen from both sides has been very troubling for me. But well, to say if, that if I have to weigh in and suddenly, be, be, you know, wave an Israeli flag and say things that, you know, be, because you decide that you get to use my platform because it's personal to you. How is that fair to people? How is that fair? And then to then go a step further and to suggest that it, it might be anti-Semitic, which is basically silence is violence as a leftist tactic, to me feels very extreme. This is not about a geographical, geopolitical dispute between Israel and Palestine. This is about an ideological mission to rid the world of Israel and, and the Jews. That's what I think people misunderstand. Yeah, well, I, well, Jews live very comfortably in the United States of America, so they're not going to be, I mean, it. You know, obviously, Jews they lived are, comfortably in Germany before World yeah, War. Yeah, but before either, Germany come on. too. I, I they did. I, Doctors, I lawyers, really struggle. I really struggle when people start using, you know, things that have happened in the past that are abhorrent, like slavery, to say that, like, if this doesn't happen, then slavery is going to be back, or if this doesn't happen, then it's going to be the Holocaust too. Believe it or not, the issue is not Jews or Israel. The issue is Christ. The issue is Christ. That last guy that was talking to Candace, he was saying that uh, you know Jews uh, were attacked, you know, by Nazi Germany. Now think about all the things that are going on. He said that this is not just a geographical dispute. He's doing his hands. He said it's not a just. He said it's just not a. It's not just a geographical dispute between Israel and Palestine. That it's ideological. I completely agree. Palestine is generally full of Muslims. There's other people, but just broad brushstroke, it's full of Muslims. Muslims believe the Quran, which is garbage, and they're all going to go to hell unless they believe the gospel. So there's that. And they hate Jews. They also hate Christians. 
Then you have Israel, which is ostensibly Jewish. And I say that not as a smarky, smarmy, sarcastic comment. I'm saying that most people in Israel don't give a crap about the Old Testament. They don't. They care about their ethnicity more than they do the Torah. And so whenever you call them Jews, you need to make sure that when Romans chapter 2, verse 29 says that a Jew is one who is circumcised inwardly and not as the flesh, the Bible defines a Jew as someone who has a circumcised heart by the, by the, in the spirit, not as one who's by flesh. That's the first thing. That's what the Bible says. But then whenever most people hear Jews, they think Jewish ethnicity. But that even that is not to be conflated with people who look at the Torah like uh, Ben Shapiro and worship or not worship the Torah, but try to adhere to the Torah. So you've got single words that have multiple meanings. Jew at right there has three meanings. What the Bible says, Romans 2.29, what people believe is their ethnicity, or what ben, people like Ben Shapiro who, who uh, follow you know, Orthodox uh, Judaism which isn't Orthodox Judaism because it follows the Talmud. Orthodox Judaism is gone because the temple's gone, because the Old Testament is gone, because the New Covenant is here. That's what he, That's what the book of Hebrews is about. The book of Hebrews is about God saying, I'm done with the Old Testament covenantal system. I'm done with it. I'm now on the New Covenant. The New Covenant is in Christ. It's everlasting. This is how I, this is how God, will bring all of his enemies footstool to him. That's what the Bible teaches. That's what the Bible teaches. But Christ is the dividing line here. So when this guy is saying that this is not geographical, it's ideological, he's right. But notice that he presupposes the Jewish ideology as the moral one. He's presupposing and looking at Israel as the one that's supposed to be there and as righteousness. The standard for morality in his view is the fact that the Jewish people were attacked. And now they're defending themselves. And the reason for the attack was ideological. I agree with him. But all of those ide ideologies are wrong because none of them are based on Christ. And because none of them are based on Christ, they are, Proverbs 14, 17, He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. A Jew in Israel who wears the yarmulke and practices what the Talmud says is doing foolishness according to the Bible, because he's denying Christ. If Jews believe that there's still a Messiah yet to come for the first time, that means they deny Jesus Christ. If they deny Jesus Christ, they are not with him. They are his enemies. And if they are the enemies of God, they have foolishness. And so whenever other people who also are enemies of Christ do bad things to them, the Jews and their foolishness, because they reject Jesus, will be acting in anger and foolishness against the people who have acted in anger and foolishness against them. And so it's all equally evil and angry and foolish because none of it's based on Christ. And so when Candace Owens is talking about this, when she's saying that Nikki Haley should be the, the president of Israel, she's speaking to the political influence and the financial influence of Jews in American politics. You look at APAC. People, whenever they get elected to Congress, they are, you know, <laughs> there is allegedly something that people like swear to where they swear fealty and loyalty and, and support of Israel. The Constitution is about swearing an oath to the Constitution, which serves the American people. It doesn't serve the Israel people. It doesn't serve China people. It doesn't serve South American people or Russian people or European people. 
We want America to be strong. We want to take care of our affairs. We don't want to be meddling in the affairs of the world. We want righteousness here. We want justice here. We want grace and love and peace here. And God will work in other areas. We can send missionaries and we can do that stuff. But that's not what we do. What America does is it uses its intelligence apparatus to topple government heads, to use its media to then generate color revolutions, to justify military involvement because there's probably some resource or strategic value to that location. And the more that that happens, the American people will be imbued and trained with bad education, public schools, and, 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 and tropes and, and messages like that. And they will believe things that are not true, not based on the Bible, and certainly not looking to Jesus first. And so whenever there's a bogged down, escalating military involvement in Gaza, it's going to bleed over to Lebanon, which once it bleeds over to Lebanon, because you already have Saudi Arabia and Iran linking, it's going to get big. And when it gets big, there's going to be a lot of people who die. There's going to be a lot of a lot more people are going to die because I believe there are puppet masters using devices of wickedness, provoking people to anger so that they respond in foolishness. And if you can't see that, and people like me, we're not allowed to say this. We're not allowed to talk like this. Because if you say anything that's critical of Jews or Israel or anything, you get labeled anti-Semitic. You get labeled hateful. You get labeled Nazi. The very end of that, the guy that was talking to Candace is like, well, you know, the Jews lived good in Nazi Germany. Well, think about that. Is the Holocaust the only genocide? Is it the only time where people were actively hunting and butchering and industrially massacring people? Happened to Christians? In the Roman Empire. It's happened to Christians all over the world. It's happening to Christians right now. Azerbaijan. It's happening to Christians right now in Africa. It's happening right now to Christians. But yet the media and the, and the talking point is directing people to Israel. It's probably happening against Muslims. The Uyghurs. The Chinese are killing Muslims by the millions. Because the godless kami Chinese want to go against the godless kami uh, Muslims. So it's this selective outrage about which group has more moral value and most people can't see past their emotion to recognize they're being manipulated into supporting death and chaos, instability and lawlessness. And so I do what I do to try to bring us back to the gospel, to bring us back to Jesus and start there. Start with Jesus. These people need the gospel. How, put this, how aggressive would Israel be if when Israel got attacked, the response by America was humanitarian aid and Bibles? If America sent the King James Bible in Hebrew, right? So like, uh, you know, whatever, whatever language, Hebrew, if they sent it in Hebrew and Arabic and they sent food and water, no guns, no munitions, no tanks, no bullets, no jets, no navies, no nothing. If all they did was send humanitarian aids, King James Bible, and uh, missionaries, there would be no war. 
There would be violence. There would be, you know, anger. But Israel, I guarantee you, they would go be a client state of somewhere else that would get them what they wanted, which is the bombs, the bullets, the tanks, and everything else, because they're not being led by Christ. They don't have leaders. They don't have a heart for Jesus. They have a heart for war. They have a heart for, for, for earthly stuff. Because people like Ben Shapiro, the reason why he rejects Jesus, the reason why these people reject Jesus is because their hard heart expected a military leader on earth. They still believe the same thing. And they're still wrong. And because they still believe it, and because they're still wrong, they're trying to make it happen right now. And this is where when people are using creation for perpetual war, they're using people's anger, bad knowledge, bad beliefs, and distinctive distinctives, the fact that we look differently, they're using these things to attack each other. And if Christians aren't disciplined enough and loving enough to get back to the Bible and begin there, woe to us. Woe to us. My prayer is that that makes sense. Folks, none of this matters if we don't have the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ is that he, Jesus Christ, God came to earth, was virgin born, lived a perfect and sinless life. The Messiah that the Orthodox Jews think that they're looking for came to them. As the Bible prophesied, on time, in person, exactly how the Bible said he would. But because people didn't read their Bibles at the time, they expected him to act something, act a way that he didn't. And that's part of Jesus' wisdom, is that God does things that people don't expect because unless you have a heart for him, you don't see how he works. You don't understand his character. And that's his wisdom to layer that behind um, the hard heart. If your heart is hard and you don't recognize that you are a sinner and you're going to go to hell, you will never look to God for salvation. And you will never get it. You will never find it because you love your sin more than you love God. Ben Shapiro loves his sin more than he loves Jesus Christ. People who do not who deny Christ, the people in Hamas, they love their sin more than they love Jesus Christ. This is an offensive message. This is something that really steps on people's toes. Because it tells you that you, like me, deserve to go to hell. We will die because we're mortal. We will die, but our soul will live forever somewhere. It will live forever somewhere. Now, if that goes to hell, that's because you are a sinner and you deserve it. If it goes to heaven, it's only because you trusted that Jesus died for your sins, that his shed blood washed away those sins. His dead body was put in the grave to prove that he died, to prove that the sin died with him. And then whenever he physically rose from the grave three days later, that proves that he's the king. It proves that he's God. It proves what he said is true. And it shows that he has life and the power over death. When you believe that, you're born again. You repent of that sin, you're baptized in his name, and you confess those sins, you start walking the way that Jesus wants you to walk. Which means that whenever the earthly powers and principalities array themselves and come after you, call you anti-Semitic, a Nazi, you know, whatever, you get back to the Bible and you say what the Bible says so that people look to the Bible and not not the Bible. 
I want people to know Jesus. I want people to believe the gospel. I want people to come to a knowledge of salvation because I don't want people to go to hell. I look at what's happening in Israel and my heart breaks because not only do I see the manipulation to drive people to the killings, but I recognize that people in their bad beliefs that don't look to Jesus are being led to these earthly conflicts where they will probably be slaughtered. Or they will see things. Their minds will be scarred. They'll be blown up. They'll be hurt. They'll be changed in some way. And Jesus is never the focus of this. he's, He's never going to be the focus of this. And I believe Christians have to have the discipline. Because we love our king, we have to have the discipline to tell people that. And to never waver. That's what I intend to do by God. Believe the gospel. Uh, I want to direct your attention to Humble Whole Bean Coffee. HumbleWB.coffee. HumbleWB.coffee. Of course, this is a great way to support me. And the membership here gets you a coffee, right? Air roasted coffee, not drum roasted coffee. There's Bible verses on the side. And we do portions of proceeds goes to mail Bibles throughout the nation. That's what we want to build up into. Because I believe when people read the Bible... That's God talking, and I believe that God's word does not return void. If you go to humblewb.coffee, humblewb.coffee, you can have that delivered right to your door. Obviously, the best way to support me is the patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Take the shopping you're already doing and switch it over. Please sign up at patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. There's also, uh, just this week, there's a Zoom link for a Thursday meeting at 7 p.m with myself and my wife. The registration is at that link below. God bless. Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, I am Jaron Jackson. I do love America. Do not quit. (sighs) Never quit. Go to war.